What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Gadget Reason Radio. My name is Sean Alfonito, and I'm your host, and it is Wednesday. So uh, there wasn't a whole lot of compelling tech news that was uh, happening over the past 24 to 48 hours or so, but there was definitely a few interesting stories that I thought uh, were worth weighing in on and giving you guys my thoughts about. So let's go ahead and get started with today's tech download for Wednesday, September 2017, 2017. It looks like on Tuesday, Google pulled access to YouTube on Amazon's Echo Show smart speaker, and as you can imagine, Amazon is none too happy about it. An Amazon spokesperson told The Verge that YouTube was no longer available on Echo Show devices and offered a statement that implied that Google's decision had been an unwelcome surprise. The spokesperson went on to say that Google made a change today around 3 p.m. YouTube used to be available to our shared customers on Echo Show. As of this afternoon, Google has chosen to no longer make YouTube available on Echo Show without explanation and notification to our customers. There is no technical reason for the decision, which is disappointing, and it hurts both of our customers. It's understandable why Amazon would be upset about this change because obviously a big appeal to the Echo Show is the display and using it in say your kitchen to display something like a cooking recipe or something that's hosted on YouTube is a big benefit. And so without that content, there's probably uh, a lot of questions around what exactly are the functions that make the Echo Show worth purchasing. So, you know, I think that this is something that we've seen quite a lot in the past couple of years with all of these sort of uh, symbiotic relationships that exist between different tech companies, you know, Apple is reliant on Samsung for their new iPhone 10 displays and you know all of these different companies are all mixed in with Google and Google services and Google Maps and YouTube and so there's just a lot of this cross-platform uh, interplay that needs to exist amongst all these big tech companies but um, you know Amazon and Google have had their differences before and Google specifically has you know done a lot of things over the past couple of years to really tighten the reins on how and where YouTube experiences are are displayed and used so uh, you know I don't know I think this is this is going to be interesting to see if they can work out some type of an agreement or understanding um, and I wonder if possibly this is because Google has plans for its own Echo Show type device some type of uh, new twist on Google Home but uh, in the meantime I think that this may have a pretty big impact on the uh, sales of Echo Show so let me know if this changes your opinion of Echo Show or if you would still buy the device even uh, without having access to something like YouTube. Leave me a comment or call in and let me know. Popular messaging app Kick has raised nearly $100 million in the highest profile ICO offering to date. This is a pretty big story, and if you have not been living under a rock, then you probably have been hearing a ton of news and tech stories related to all these different cryptocurrencies as well as the blockchain system that basically is how they all function. Now, if you have no idea what I'm talking about or what an ICO is, I'll do a very quick explanation of specifically about what an ICO is. But in order to really get into more understanding about what blockchain is or how any of the cryptocurrencies get their value, you probably should just go Google it and do a bunch of research. It's fairly complex, but once you get the basic uh, groundwork understanding of how it all functions, it's not too complicated. But basically an ICO is an initial coin offering. And basically this is something new that a lot of tech companies have started to, uh, to move towards 
as opposed to an IPO, which is basically purchasing a certain amount of shares within the company. This is a little bit different. This is based on um, some type of cryptocurrency type coin value. And in this case, they used Ethereum. And so the exact amount of this uh, initial coin offering was 168,732 Ether, um, which is around 47.5 million uh, based on today's prices of about $282 for a single Ether coin. So in this case, 10,000 different backers uh, purchased about 168,732 Ether, and uh, that combined with $50 million in cash that was raised in a pre-sale for institutional investors, uh, which brings the grand total up to $97.5 million. While there's still a lot of skeptics out there when it comes to not only cryptocurrencies, but specifically when it comes to initial coin offerings from tech companies like Kik, it's kind of the Wild West. It's, it's a lot like the original dot-com boom. A lot of these valuations could be um, you know, either, either way off or some of these values may not hold true because they're not backed by um, a typical currency that people have a larger understanding and a sense of security about. But uh, it's worth mentioning that Kick is 10 years old and with 15 million monthly users and a valuation of about a billion dollars, Kick stands out as the highest profile ICO company to date. And maybe their large user base as well as their well-established platform might have given investors a little bit more confidence in purchasing an ICO from them. So it'll be interesting to see where this all goes in the next coming months and maybe years, but this could be either a huge win for blockchain and cryptocurrency type investments, or it could also be a huge black eye if things go south. In a move that has sent shockwaves through the social media community, Twitter is breaking its long-standing rule of keeping things short and sweet to 140 characters and doubling the number of characters allowed in a single tweet to 280. Currently, this is a special feature that had only rolled out to certain selected Twitter users and not everyone is able to use the 280 character limit just yet. However, Twitter user Prof9 has discovered a workaround if you're using a Chrome browser on a PC or Mac to be able to test out the 280 character limit in advance of its official rollout. By downloading Tamper Monkey using your Chrome web store, you can add and enable a script in Tamper Monkey that will allow you to use the 280 characters when you log on to twitter.com from the Chrome web browser. This should have an interesting impact overall on the Twitter experience. I mean, obviously for a long time, one of the big sort of features or characteristics of a tweet was that it was short, sweet, and had to be limited to that short amount of character space. But um, with people using Twitter for marketing and you know leaving web links or uh, perhaps even links to some other type of content like podcasts or a blog, it's definitely, uh, I think, beneficial to have the extra characters. Now you can actually include, let's say maybe 200 characters of actual uh, text that you wanted to say in the tweet, then it still leaves room to leave in a link using something like Bitly or another link shortening program. So um, I think it could be kind of cool to have that extra space and it's not so much that it's going to get a little bit too long winded. But let me know what you guys think. Do you think this is cool and about time that Twitter has increased the Twitter character limits or do you think that they should just stay the same? Let me know. After a pretty long wait in between announcements, we finally have some new information about Atari's upcoming Atari Box console. It looks like the new console from Atari will be a Linux-based machine that will have custom Radeon graphics as well as a custom Radeon CPU, and it will be priced at $249 to $299 depending on the configuration. Atari says that it will offer a full PC experience for your TV, 
and that to me sounds like it's probably shooting to be something like a Steam Box, uh, especially can, when you consider that it's based on Linux, which means it's certainly not going to run any kind of Windows-based software or PC games. So um, that kind of leaves a lot of questions about Atari's new box, when most people kind of had thought this was going to be something similar to an answer for uh, Nintendo's NES Classic and SNES Classic consoles. Atari also said that the box will have uh, streaming apps as well as social features, web browsing, music streaming, um, which kind of puts it in line with something like an Apple TV or maybe the Nvidia Shield. So that kind of makes it even more interesting. Atari had also previously mentioned that it will have a full assortment of classic Atari games available to play as well. And uh, so I kind of feel like this box is a little bit schizophrenic right now. Um, I think it's going to have a lot to, uh, I think a lot of its success is going to be dependent upon exactly how much content is available for it, as well as what kind of user interface or OS is uh, kind of running the whole system. But um, one of the other areas of concern that I have is that it is being sold via a crowdfunding campaign via Indiegogo. And uh, I've mentioned in the past that I don't really have a whole lot of faith in the crowdfunding experiences that I've participated in, in the past. So I'm not sure that I will be doing that. I might just wait and see how this thing goes. And if it actually becomes something that's available for purchase, uh, you know, retail, then maybe I would pick one up and just give it a test. But yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about the direction that Atari is going. And I think we kind of all knew that when the announcement first took place, Atari doesn't exactly have the best track record uh, over the past couple of decades when it comes to creating new hardware. So um, let me know what you guys think. Are you interested in Atari's new box? And is it something you'd like to play around with a little bit? Or are you just going to skip it all together? Let me know. Netflix has kind of been at the forefront of HDR content since uh, HDR first started rolling out, and they made another announcement adding additional features for HDR content on the latest Apple devices. So you can now view HDR content from Netflix on the iPhone 8, the iPhone 10, and the latest iPad Pro devices, which all support uh, high dynamic range via their wider color gamut displays. So, you know, I've made a lot of comments in the past about how I think that HDR is going to have a much bigger impact on the way we view content in the future over just 4k and resolution increases and things like that and you know i think it's uh it's interesting to see that a lot of different content producers like amazon and you know netflix are now creating and bringing hdr experience to mobile devices obviously some of the new samsung devices are also compatible with the latest version of netflix and mobile hdr so um i think you know i think people are going to get their first taste of what hdr really is like to experience when you're watching content like a movie or a show um, and I think this is going to actually help drive HDR purchases or 4k TV purchases um, for people looking to get that same HDR experience that they've now had on their mobile device um, you know while they're watching TV in their living room so I think that this is going to be a good thing for kind of driving home that uh, that message that HDR content is really where it's at so uh, let me know if any of you out there have had your first HDR experience with one of the newest smartphones or the latest round of iPads that have HDR capabilities and let me know what you guys thought of it. And that's going to do it for another episode of Gadget Reason Radio here on Anchor FM. I hope you guys enjoyed the content. I want to take a second to thank all of you for tuning in and subscribing as well as favoriting the station. If you enjoyed the content, be sure to share it out to somebody else who you think might be interested in listening in on some tech conversation and daily tech headlines. And if you haven't already followed me on social media, go ahead and do that. You can find me at Gadget Reason on all the usual social media platforms. 
And uh, that's pretty much it for today's show. Thanks for tuning in and have a great night. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.